to worship the Lord together and it's a joy to see so many of you here in the sanctuary and many others online today. Praise be to our Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Well, my friends, I'd like to invite you to turn to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 for today's message. Our theme is your new year. Your new year can what? Your new year can be awesome. This is part three, third message in this brief series. And looking at chapter one of Colossians, we read, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. We are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God our Father give you grace and peace. We always pray for you and we give thanks to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we once again turn to your holy word and I pray that you would further illuminate and, and, and just enable each of us to grasp the truth that you want us to know, to feel, to apply in our individual lives for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. My friends, in the first couple of messages from these verses, I shared with you some principles as to how you and I can have an awesome year now in 2023. And uh, the initial or first principle I shared with you was believe that God has a purpose for your life. And I encouraged us to find that purpose. The Apostle Paul had his purpose. His purpose was to be an apostle for our Lord Jesus Christ. Then we talked about, secondly, we talked about how we need to try, try to develop and keep a few good friendships, good friendships that will help us to have a wonderful new year. Paul was a great friend with Timothy, younger Timothy. And then the third truth that we talked about was look for the best in people. Don't look for the worst. Look for the best in people. And as you and I do that, it will help us to have a more beautiful year. So now today we come to the third message in this little series. And the first truth I want to direct your attention to is this. Look to the Lord for his richest blessings. All right? Look to the Lord for his richest blessings. This truth came to my mind from the second part of verse 2 in Colossians chapter one, where it says, may God our Father, may God our Father give you grace and peace. May God our Father give you grace and peace. This, is, this can be summarized as, as God's richest blessings. What, what is grace? What is grace? Grace is God's spontaneous, undeserved favor. That's what it is. Grace is God's spontaneous, undeserved favor and blessings in action, 
in your life and in mine. All right? Dr. Curtis Vaughn says, grace expresses the essence of God's saving activity in Christ and is not, and is not, even in a greeting such as this, to be interpreted as merely a polite cliche. The grace, is that referred to in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, for by grace are you, or you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift, it is the gift of God. Amen. Now Colossians chapter one, verse two also says, may God our Father give you grace and what? And peace, all right? Grace and peace. Dr. William Hendrickson beautifully says, the peace is that great blessing which Christ, as a result of his atoning death, has bequeathed to us. Oftentimes, in our minds, we tend to think of peace as the absence of conflict. Isn't that true? We tend to think of peace as the absence of conflict, the, the opposite of war. But in our Holy Bible, the word peace, listen to this now, the word peace includes a, a richer and broader meaning such as wholeness, wholeness, soundness, contentedness, good relations with others, and prosperity. So when the Bible talks about peace, it talks about all, it's referring to all of these truths that I've, I've just shared. Throughout this year, take time. Take time to reflect upon God's grace, which is the undeserved favor and blessings towards you, starting, starting with the fact that it is because of God's amazing grace that you and I are saved, saved from the consequences of our sins. Reflect upon that amazing grace, would you? There's a beautiful hymn, a song called Grace Greater Than Our Sin. If you know it, why don't you maybe sing the chorus and a verse with me. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all. Sin. The last verse says, 
Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe, all who are longing to see his face. Will you this moment his grace receive? Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all. Have you received, have you experienced God's amazing grace? Today can be the day when you begin to receive the Lord's grace in your heart, in your life. Throughout this year, reflect also upon the peace P-E-A-C-E, the peace that God is able to give you, starting with, with peace with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 declares, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Amen? Jesus himself said in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. My friend, this year, I invite all of us to bathe to bathe in God's grace and peace, and it will help you and me to have a greater, more wonderful year. Amen? Amen. All right. So the first truth I've just shared with you is what? Look to the Lord for his richest blessings. The second truth I invite you to focus on is this. Pray regularly. Pray regularly. In Colossians chapter 1, the first part of verse 3 says, we always pray for you. We, why don't you say that with me? We always pray for you. Have you ever thought about the many benefits of prayer? If we were to take time here, we could probably list more than a, a hundred. But I want to just share with you uh, a few benefits of prayer that I, I came across from Tim Goodfellow. And he, here's, here's, here's one benefit, okay? One benefit is prayer helps us to get closer to God. You, you want to get closer to the Lord, don't you? Amen? 
I believe we want to get closer to the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 says, Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. Isn't that beautiful? Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. Here's another benefit. Prayer reduces worry, anxiety, and helps us to experience calmness and peace. Prayer can alleviate worry and anxiety. Philippians in the Bible, chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. How many of us, how many of us want to experience a reduction in anxiety and worry? How many of us? The answer is all of us. Amen? Therefore, let's make prayer a priority throughout this year. How about this next benefit? Prayer reminds us to maintain a spirit of thankfulness. In daily life, you and I can easily become upset and angry and jealous, even bitter or resentful, all emotions which don't help us, right? And prayer of thanks can help us refocus, refocus on the good things that God has blessed us with. Hallelujah. Here's another benefit. Prayer helps to shift our focus on others and not just on ourselves. When we pray, we are more inclined to think about the needs of other people and, and to pray for them. Our, our church weekly prayer sheet usually, usually has about 120 to 130 prayer requests on there. And, and when we pray for all those dear people, as we did yesterday, Saturday morning from 9 a.m. till about 12.20 or 12.30, whatever it was. It helps us, it helps us to, to shift our focus on others and not just stay focused on me, 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 me. Does that make sense? Right? Here's the next benefit. Prayer helps us overcome temptation. If ever you, you face, if ever you face Whatever temptation it might be, you, you, you turn to the Lord, turn to the Lord and start to pray and, and say, dear Lord, I've got this temptation here. What should I do? And the Lord will, in one way or another, whisper, flee. Flee this temptation. Run from it, right? Run, run. Here's another benefit. Prayer brings about miracles. 
Yes, prayer brings about miracles through prayer. Miracles can happen, whether it's the healing of a disease, financial debts being paid, or relationships being restored. How about this next benefit? Prayer gives us a a greater chance to, to hear from God. When you and I take some time to pray, God, God wants to communicate with us. And although this won't always mean hearing God's audible voice, we can hear from him in other ways with prompting, promptings and images and, and direction from God Almighty. Yes, prayer gives us a greater chance to hear from the Lord. This year, I invite you to pray regularly. Pray on your own. Also, join us online Saturday mornings for prayer from 9 a.m. till 12 or sometimes a little bit later. Join us for half an hour, an hour, or two hours. Some folks join join the prayer time for the full three hours or three and a half. Sometimes it's gone longer. Pray with us also. Wednesday evenings, Wednesday evenings. Dr. Lisa Autar, who led us beautifully in prayer earlier, she, she teaches and leads our Wednesday Bible study, and we usually have 50 to 60 people join us Wednesday evenings online, and, and then we have our time of prayer together Pray also in the small groups that we have. If you're not a part of a small group, then contact our church office and we can direct you to join one of our small groups and you will be blessed through the Bible study and the prayer time. Amen. So, make prayer a priority this year, would you? There's a third truth that I believe can help all of us have a better year, a greater year, a more beautiful year, an awesome time. The third truth is this. Keep a beautiful, thankful attitude. Keep a beautiful, thankful attitude. This truth comes from Colossians chapter 1, the second part of verse 3, which says... We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now stick with me. The Apostle Paul had this wonderful, thankful attitude, even though life wasn't always easy for him. Sometimes someone might say, well, you know, Paul was like a super saint and he had things easy. No, no, that wasn't the case. In in, in addition to the health problem that Paul had, a health problem that he had asked God to get rid of for him many times, but for some reason the Lord didn't. But Paul had a health problem in addition to that. Um, listen, listen to all that the apostle went through. Listen to what he went through as recorded in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at, at verse tw- 23. 
Listen to this, listen. The Apostle Paul says, I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times after times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. That means whippings, whippings on the back. Verse 25, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I went a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. That's a little summary of what the Apostle Paul went through. And despite, despite all that the Apostle Paul went through, he maintained a thankful spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, Paul says, And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, he says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Whether it is you or me, there will be things happen which, which we wish didn't happen. Right? For, for example, just the previous week, my 2010 Buick needed about $1,700 in repairs. Did I want that bill? Of course not. Nevertheless, I said to myself, I should be grateful that I, uh, that I even have a car. And I said to myself, praise the Lord, Pastor Lisa Autaro Shea is going to pay my bill. <laughs> and if she won't, her husband Porik will. Porik, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and his, his wife just elbowed him. <laughs> Don't hurt the ribs too much there, Pastor Lisa. <laughs> you know, there are, there are things that happen to you, to me, that we wish wouldn't happen. Even this past week, this past week, our three-year-old three grandson, Paxton, had to be rushed to the, to the uh, emergency department of, of a hospital because his eye, for some reason, his eye just became so swollen and dark and uh, terrible looking, uh, just very suddenly and and of course, um, you know, no, no parent or grandparent wants to have to rush their child or grandchild to a hospital like that. But praise the Lord, praise the Lord, we got wonderful doctors. And the doctor examined him and took the necessary action required. And Paxton's eye is now almost fully healed up, right? Praise the Lord. Amen.
Go ahead, go ahead and express your appreciation for Paxton's recovery. <laughs> By the way, when we were in the emergency department there, sitting, waiting to be seen with his mummy, I said, Paxton, Paxton, does it hurt, honey? He says, yeah. <laughs> uh, over the past nearly three years of COVID, over these years, I have seen, my friends, I have seen and heard so many people, so many people whining and complaining about everything. Complaining about all kinds of stuff. Even, even, even people, even people who, who never lost their job due to COVID, who never got sick from COVID, who never had a loved one die from COVID or from anything else, People whose, whose home values actually increased during COVID, which has been a big mystery to me and any so-called housing experts. You know, there's been all kinds of complaining, even by, by so many people who had no reason to complain. There's a song called Complain. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard this. Um, the, lyric, the, lyric, the lyrics say this. They say... <clears throat> Some people must have, some people have not, but they'll complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. Some people will work, some simply will not, but they'll complain and complain and complain and complain and complain. Like this, it's society's fault I don't have a job. It's society's fault I am a slob. How about you? Are you a complainer? Are you a whiner? Or are you a winner? The Bible says, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, God says, do everything without complaining and arguing. And 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 34 declares, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Isn't that beautiful? Why don't you say that verse with me? Is it on the screen? Yes. yes. Give thanks to the Lord. Together, together, come on. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Yes. Amen. Amen. There's a fourth truth that you and I need to give attention to in order to have a most wonderful year. The fourth truth is this. Stay faithful to Jesus Christ. Stay faithful to Jesus Christ. This is, this is uh, right out of actually the second verse of Colossians 1 where we read, we are writing to God's holy people in the city of Colossae who are faithful, faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. What does it mean to be faithful? Faithful to Jesus. What does it mean? To be faithful is to be wholly devoted, dedicated, 
committed, loyal. To be faithful means to be trustworthy and reliable. God calls us to be faithful, first and foremost, to him. God wants us to be devoted to him, loyal to him, committed to him. Are you? Are you? Those of you on the main level of the sanctuary, those of you up at the balcony, are you wholly devoted to our Lord Jesus Christ? Those of you watching online and those listening by radio, are you truly devoted to our Lord Jesus Christ? Earlier this month, actually it was January the 6th, 2023, I attended the funeral of a dear man, a dear man named Glenn Thomas, whom I've had the privilege of knowing since 1976. At his funeral, I listened. I listened to his daughter, his grandchildren, his brother, and his pastor, Pastor Kerry, talk about Mr. Thomas's faithfulness. They, they so beautifully talked about Mr. Thomas's faithfulness to to Jesus, faithfulness to his family, faithfulness to, to the Pickering Altona Road, Church of the Nazarene. Listen to this. He was faithful to that church for over 46 years. And I thought, I thought, praise God for his incredible example of faithfulness. At the graveside, at the graveside when we finished the burial, I said to Mr. Thomas's daughter, she's a dear, I've known her and her brother since they were little kids. At the graveside, I said to, to Mr. Thomas's daughter, I said, when I grow up, I want to be just like your dad. And I meant it. My friends, soon it will be three years, three years since COVID-19 started in our country and in our city. In theory, listen now, in theory during our COVID crisis, all of us should have become more and more faithful to Jesus Christ and probably Half of us have become stronger and deeper in our faith. And I commend, I commend the many of you who indeed have grown deeper in your relationship with the Lord and you become more and more committed to Jesus and to this church. And I rejoice and I want to give you a hand, give you a hand for that. Give yourselves a hand, would you? Yes, yes. There is a however, 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 the truth is too many, too many Christians have become lukewarm during COVID. In Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, Jesus says this. He says, 
I know, all, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Then in Revelation 3.19, Jesus says, I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn. Turn from your indifference. Are you one of those dear people? Are you one of those dear folk who, 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 who have become lukewarm, indifferent? Are you perhaps the one Jesus is speaking to when he says, so be diligent, be diligent, and turn from your indifference. In Revelation 3, verse 19, in the King James Version, it says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Be zealous and repent. Is Jesus speaking to you? Some Christians have become lukewarm during COVID. And sadly, others have, others have totally fallen away from faith and trust in Jesus. Near the start of COVID, people stopped going to church worship services because our church and other places of worship had to be closed down to help prevent the spread of COVID in accordance with our government rules and regulations. Many of you know that we here at Rosewood Church of the Nazarene began providing weekly online church worship services, as did most other congregations. We began providing Wednesday online Bible study and prayer times and Saturday morning prayer times and youth and children's online ministries and more, men's and ladies' Bible studies online. The truth is, however, some people, some people, even though they knew how to connect online with us and or with other churches, they never bothered, they never bothered, and gradually they fell away, not only from the Christian church, but they fell away from Jesus the Christ, which is heartbreaking. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse two says, read it with me if you see it on the screen. It says, listen, the Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you seek him, you will find him. But if you abandon him, the Lord, he will abandon you. That's the New Living Translation. Another version, the ESV says, the Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if, if you forsake him, he will forsake 
you. Have you abandoned the Lord? Have you forsaken Him these recent months or years? The prophet Hosea in chapter 12, verse 1 says to you and you and you and you viewers and says to me, the prophet says, so now, Come back to your God. Hosea chapter 12, verse 1. So now, come back. Come back to your God. Say it with me. So now, come back to your God. Yes. In the Bible, in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12, 13, and 14, say this to us. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning away from the living God. You must must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as, as, we, as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Isn't that beautiful? For if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. My friend, when your time on earth is all over, I want you, I want us to share in all that belongs to Christ. To share in all that belongs to the Lord. Therefore, If you have become lukewarm in your faith or you have abandoned your faith for whatever reasons, today, today is the day, the time to do as the prophet Hosea says, so now come back. Come back to your God. So now come back to Your God and my God. Will you? It is one thing for the prophet Hosea to say, come back to your God. It is one thing for me to say, dear man, woman, teenager, or child, Come back to the Lord. It is one thing to hear those words. It is another thing to take that step and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'm going to stop my lukewarmness. Yes, Lord, I will, in fact, fully come back to you, and I will become a holy, totally consecrated, dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. Amen.
So, my friends, your new year can be awesome. And here are four truths that can really help you that I've shared with you in this message. Number one, look to the Lord for his richest blessings. Amen? And secondly, pray regularly. And thirdly, keep a beautiful, thankful attitude. And fourth, stay faithful to Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your precious people, the many who are gathered in the sanctuary here of Rosewood Church of the Nazarene, others who are watching online, others who are listening on radio. Thank you for their precious lives. And I pray that you would help each person to have an awesome year by looking, looking to you for the richest blessings that you make available to us, grace, and peace. I ask, Lord, that you would inspire each of us to pray regularly and to keep a beautiful, thankful spirit, a thankful attitude. And through it all, to stay faithful to Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, I pray that in these closing moments, if there are some who have become lukewarm in their faith, and others who have perhaps totally drifted away from, from their faith in Jesus, I pray that you would, by your Spirit, you would, by your Spirit, draw them to yourself, Lord. Draw them to yourself, whether it's in the sanctuary or those viewing online or listening by radio. I just pray that you would draw your dear people to a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Let it be so. Through Christ I pray, amen, amen. Would you stand, my friends, would you stand? And as we sing this beautiful song together, I invite you to come. Some of you need to come and say, Lord, I have become lukewarm on this day. I, I'm gonna become a vibrant Christian once again. Some of you, some of you have fallen away, truth, truth be known. Some have fallen away for all kinds of different reasons. And this can be the time of decision for you to say, Lord, I am. I am coming back to you as the prophet has said. I'm coming back to you. Some of you need to make spiritual decisions today. So you come, find a place of prayer kneeling or standing around the altar. Remember to leave some space between you and others out of our concern for ongoing COVID. Some of you may want to come today and just say, Lord, I want to thank you for the wonderful year ahead for me. And Lord, I, I'm, I, help me to become more regular in, in prayer. Help me, Lord, to maintain a thankful attitude, a thankful spirit, even when things aren't going right. Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. Come, come as we sing, come as we sing, come.
kneel or stand at the altar to pray. Let's sing, musicians, please.